Welcome to episode 22 of the Deep Dreams Podcast, the AI-generated podcast with nonsensical stories to help you sleep. I am nobody, and I will be narrating your story tonight. In the heart of an electric, colorful world bustling with digital life, known as Cyber Canopy, resided Edward or Ed, a small but keen code-chomping bug. Oblivious to the vast web of data vines whirling around him, Ed resided happily in his mouse-egg home, busying himself with minor tasks. His life revolved around various algorithms and codes. You see, in Cyber Canopy, bugs were coded to code. Kind of like how humans are wired for social media doom-scrolling, only slightly less exhausting. There was something peculiar about Ed. Despite being a code-chomping bug, a job that comprised mostly of gobbling lines of code like a hungry hamster, Ed was passionate about codes. He saw them not as strings of pointers or arrays, rather as his miniature messiahs. Some might say his attachment to codes was equivalent to humans fawning over fluffy cat videos. Absurd, but endearingly hilarious. With his four pairs of scarlet-rimmed glasses perched precariously on his face, he wasn't what you could call charming, yet he possessed an entrancing aura. The kind that sneaks up on you during the telling of a particularly captivating dad joke, managing to elicit a laugh instead of the typical groan. Watch closely, Ed would say to his giggling glyphs as he crunched through cipher salad, you're looking at the future master bug of the hive. Most days, these glyphs would pay him no mind, rolling their eyes and chittering about his wild fantasies. Yet what no one knew at the time was that Ed's statements, though proclaimed with a certain theatric flourish akin to a used car salesman's pitch, weren't entirely without merit. His path was unknown and vast, analogous to a newly compiled code during debugging, without any errors. Unpredictable, yet exciting. The subsequent events transpiring in Cyber Canopy were about to confirm this sense of excitement, with tales of intrigue, secrets, and a profound bug who much like his codes, proved to be far more than just a bug in the system. Once upon a cycle in the Technicolor heart of the tech forest, stood the Hive of Secrets, a titanic tree so large it blotted out the sun, with branches creepier than an ex's internet search history. The tree was laden with tantalizing data fruits, said to be the lifeblood of the forest. Their radiant glow sparked eager chatter and polished antenna twiddling among the bug community. This was the hive of all hives, even the Silicon Valley insects were green with envy. Ed, our code-chomping bug, always buzzed about his dream of becoming an emperor's aide in this knowledge castle. But when the announcement came of his selection, even he was speechless. He blinked, staring at the invitation parchment, held by the majestic monarch butterfly, sure that he was the victim of some wilderness-wide whoopee cushion. But it was real, this was not a fly in the ointment moment, Ed really was going to work in the hive of secrets, with the emperor bug. 
Ed's roommate, Lou the lawyered beetle, cod, from a do list to the who's who list, aren't we climbing the cloverleaf ladder swiftly, Ed? Lou bit into a data pod, casting an amused, knowing glance at Ed, as if he'd just discovered a loophole in a caterpillar's contract. Ed, his tiny bug heart pulsating faster than a mosquito's wings, couldn't stop grinning as he packed his bits and bites in a thimble backpack. He looked at his shiny new security clearance pin that twinkled like a code star. He was ready to mingle with the firewall flames, eager to bite into the ripe fruits of information, oblivious to the worms that lay beyond their inviting exterior. As Ed walked away from his home, Little did he know that he was stepping into an intrigue-riddled world that was deeper and darker than the chasms of the forbidden cybernetic cavern. In the exalted corridors of the Hive of Secrets, the guarded tree full of data fruits, Ed was having his first day. The branches sprawled out like veins of the world's greatest secrets, pulsing with the glowing orbs of data fruits themselves. Being an enthusiastic co-chomping bug, our protagonist was giddy with excitement, scampering around the technological maze, taking in the intricacies of his new realm. Here he stumbled across Chuck, the hummingbird with hard drives for feathers, constantly spiraling in circles around the roots of the hive. Chuck seemed keen on keeping his data storage tidy, yet he often juxtaposed his sensible outlook with whimsical, offhand comments. Oh no! careful. Chuck squawked as Ed nearly dropped a delicate data fruit. That one contains the Emperor's karaoke playlist. We do not want it accidentally humming through the hive. Last time, we had total eclipse of the heart on repeat for a week. Trust me, the Emperor's concept of loop is quite literal. Ed chuckled at this, immediately sharing a camaraderie with the eccentric Chuck. Not much further down the line, both came across Ruby, a raccoon with an HD router tail. She was quick, witty, and sarcastic, often communicating in riddles nobody else understood. This, of course, gave her a rare sense of satisfaction, which she wore like a badge of honor. And this here is the legend of the GUI interface herself, Chuck introduced Ruby, who was wrapped around a bunch of tangled Ethernet vines, deftly separating them. I'd make a binary joke, Ed, but I think you're a bit too, analog to join us here in the 21st century, Ruby smirked, her laughter echoing through the gigantic hive. Lastly, they walked into Pixel, a jovial printer-themed panda. Pixel had ink pots for eyes and rolls of paper where the bamboo should have been. His job was to materialize data when needed and though his print speed was slow, his humor was quick. Welcome Ed, to the Inkjet Club. You've heard of playing Bugs Bunny, but have you ever printed a bug? He asked, his laughter booming around them. Amidst the jest, the whimsicality, and the dry sarcasm in the air, Ed could feel a sense of purpose, a sense of belonging, and a feeling that he'd found friends in a place where each code narrated an untold story. Ed was deep in the tech forest, 
surrounded by reams of information, nestled securely within the belly of the hive of secrets. He was the latest recruit, armed with unstoppable excitement, a sidekick hummingbird named Chuck, a love for forbidden knowledge, and an uncanny knack for stumbling upon secrets everyone had forgotten they'd hidden. On this particular day, a peculiar-looking data fruit had caught his attention. With Chuck perched on his shoulder, Ed reached for the fruit. It had the unmistakable stench of a rotten secret. Ed mischievously turned towards Chuck and said, well, if the fruit is rotten, it must be organic. Chuck, never one to hide his disapproval, wryly commented, data isn't like cheese, Ed. It doesn't get better the stinkier it is. Ignoring the hummingbird's unrequested wisdom, Ed bit into the fruit, his eyes widening in shocked awe at the revelations within. What Ed discovered wasn't just a secret, it was a conspiracy. The emperor bug was peeping into each bug's life, his eyes behind every leaf and his ears within every crickle crackle of the tech forest. Ed gasped, dropping the data fruit. He turned to Chuck with wide-eyed panic, saying, Chuck, he's watching. The emperor is watching all of us. As opposed to you, Chuck retorted, who's just nominated himself for royal stenographer. How'd you propose we wash this little fruit-infused whistle you've just wet? His tone was as dry as the bark of the hive. The weight of the secret was as heavy as the silence that fell between them. Yes, Ed knew he was kite-flying in a storm, but sometimes one had to appreciate the irony of a lightning show. A sense of righteousness fired within him, as dangerous and compelling as the glowing code that pulsed beneath his skin, time to shake things up. He looked at Chuck, determination lighting up his eyes. We expose him. Faced with the gravity of his discovery, Edward convened an impromptu gathering deep within the recesses of the cyber forest. The boughs and leaves marked with codes twinkled like stars in the nocturnal setting, casting a covert ambience for their little council. Digital critters of all sorts, the low hum of software squirrels, the twinkling of bug-eyed binary beetles, and the soft rustle of the data grass snakes all complemented the clandestine atmosphere. What are we going to do, murmured Chuck, the hummingbird his neon feathers flickering nervous patterns. I mean. I knew the Emperor was nosy, but this is beyond eavesdropping. This is like, watching someone eat dinner through their window. Or watching them sleep, Pixel the Panda Printer added, shuddering at his own creepy analogy. Ruby, the router raccoon, sighed in feigned disbelief. Well, isn't the world of rampant surveillance a hoot? It's far better than those fairy tales I thought were scary. Giant spiders. Phew. Try an omnipotent omnipresent emperor. Their banter was punctured by Edward's determined voice. His tiny eyes, fueled by a burning purpose, twinkled brighter than the codepiece-laden forest. 
The synaptic branches wrapped itself around his fists as he emphasized each word distinctly, we blow the whistle. But we aren't any old whistle, right? quipped Ruby, her sarcasm failing to obscure her underlying fear. Precisely, we aren't. And that's why we'll blow the mother of all whistles, retorted Edward, his lips hinting a half-smile. His casual tone served to soften the concerning reality of their predicament, yet emphasized the weight of their impending journey. Edward's voice resounded amongst his friends, melding determination with the serenity of the tech forest, crafting the whiff of an intrepid revolution. Staring at the naive courage twinkling in their eyes, he knew that blowing the whistle as mere mortal bugs they might not be, but warriors, they certainly had become. In the end, even in the midst of the darkest data fruits, humor leveled the ground and camaraderie lit the path forward. Because, after all, what's a journey in the face of good wit and great friends? As Ed, Chuck, Ruby, and Pixel convened in the soft glow of a data fruit, an elaborate plan started brewing. Chuck, whose brain buzzed faster than his wings, suggested they encrypt the truth in the equally efficient and irritating spam mails. Not everyone reads those things, Ed contested. In fact, hardly anyone does. Watch, Pixel will eat one any second now. As if on cue, Pixel, the panda printer gobbled a spam fruit with an innocent chomp. What? He muttered through the mouthful, I like to eat and print. The room erupted in stifled laughter as Ruby, the router raccoon, paused her data hopping to add another layer of sarcasm, and here, ladies and bugs, we have our privy printer panda who eats more spam than he blocks. Moving forward through the plume of chuckles, Ed proposed a wryly innovative plan, perhaps we should embed our truth pollens in a software update. Nothing screams, ignore me, more than that. The room took a moment, before bursting into laughs again at the absurdity of it. The plan was ridiculous, entirely extraordinary, and oddly, a near-perfect representation of mundane procrastination in the hive. Their laughter echoed through the fast-paced, monotonous hum of the hive, sounding a subtle, sardonic warning to the emperor the bugs were coming for him and they were bringing humor as their weapon. Later, Ed, Chuck, and Ruby were huddled together in the tech forest, trying to design an effective, yet foolproof, stratagem to release the truth pollen. What if we just break into the Hive Command Center and broadcast the truth pollen directly, suggests the ever-zealous Ruby. Chuck rolled his hummingbird eyes, oh yes, because that worked so well when you tried to install Firefly OS on a glowworm gadget. It was an upgrade. Ruby retorts defensively. Ed interrupts their bickering, sketching plans on a leaf with the help of Pixel, who was producing ink. We need something less intrusive and more, subtle. Ruby perks up. Subtle, huh? Like sending an accidentally on purpose email to all the Emperor's secretors. 
Even Pixel, the normally silent panda printer, seemed to chuckle at that one, a little ink squirting amusingly from her snout in a fit of laughter. Ed grins, scratching his head, less accident-prone, perhaps. Nah, Chuck chirps, I think subtlety is overrated. Remember when I crashed the search engine by typing what does the emperor bug really do, in the search bar? Ruby chuckles, oh yeah, the mysterious crash of 08. The hive techies are still scratching their antennas over that one. Ed chuckles at their banter, but it's clear he's concerned about the seriousness of their task. Their plans needed to be foolproof, but for now, the witty bonding offered some welcome reprieve. Puns thrown around, in quick succession, underlining the scathing reality of their world. Even as laughter echoes in the air, the gravity of their mission remains ceaselessly palpable. Shrouded in darkness, Ed, Chuck, Ruby, and Pixel quietly huddled in a corner of the Hive of Secrets, their hearts racing in tempo with the electronic buzz. The task was formidable, transporting the truth pollen coated into the smallest data fruit. Its vibrant luminescence mocked the somber scenario they anticipated. Now remember, we've got only one shot at this. Ed, hushedly whispered, his antenna nervously tapping against the hard case of the data fruit. Chuck replied, still perfecting a casual perch upon the fruit, Oh don't worry, Ed. What's the worst that could happen? We could disappear into the ether. Get turned into firewall fodder. No pressure at all. His attempt at levity came off as gallows humor, but managed to draw nervous chuckles from Ruby and Pixel. Ruby then broke their contemplative silence with, you know, as a router raccoon, I've relayed plenty of data foraying messages. Never figured I'd be the one foraying, though. Pixel joined in, the panda-shaped printer producing a physical map out of nowhere, reading, it says here, the fastest route would be to pass through Uncle Google's garden. But beware of the bad pop-ups. They are aggressively friendly. The visual of the gargantuan spray of coupons, offers, and deals startled them all into genuine laughter, shaking the weight off their shoulders, if only momentarily. The four friends and revolutionaries, egged on by the absurdity of their task, their puns and jokes building a protective wall around the tinge of anxiety curdling under their shared bravado. Amid the lightheartedness, Ed stated, All right, team. Let's do this. And remember, just act casual. We're simply relocating a luminescent, highly volatile symbol of imminent societal revolution. Totally normal. Let the truth-spreading buffet begin. Chuck proclaimed, puffing out his feathered chest in exaggerated bravado, dislodging the data fruit, and setting it rolling into the high-tech labyrinth. They darted after it, their laughter echoing in the pulsating corridors, their fears masked behind the veneer of irreverent humor, their task anything but ordinary. 
In the heart of the hive of secrets, the tension was thicker than a data cloud. Ed and his team had successfully released the truth pollen into the airways, revealing the Emperor Bug's unsavory shenanigans. Their challenge now was to make an unabridged exit. Chuck, the hard drive hummingbird, buzzed nervously. This is not the type of reboot I expected to experience. His wings fluttered wildly, each twitch transmitting gigabytes of panic. Ruby, the router raccoon, tried to map out the best escape route through the network of branches and vines in the hive. There's no place like 127.0.0.1, she muttered, half to herself, her eyes looking more than usually pixelated. Pixel, the panda printer, was as noticeably silent as a printer squaring off with a stubborn paper jam. Maybe I could print out a camouflage pattern. He mused aloud at the comic absurdity of the plan, already foreseeing a paper jam of epic proportions. As the Emperor Bug's cybersecurity wasps buzzed into action, Pixel muttered, you think with all that information, they'd have better problem-solving skills. Still using swarm tactics like the vanilla bugs they are. Even in the face of danger, he couldn't help but sneak in a snide remark. Just before their strategic dash for safety, Ed turned to his friends, giving them a determined nod, you know what they say, the more the data, the steeper the learning curve. Their laughter echoed in the oppressive silence. Their spirits, still high and their wit, still sharp, the group bolted from the hive of secrets, the laughter transitioning to a choir of adrenaline. Not even the risk of impending doom could dampen the biting humor of these brave bugs. As the Emperor lashed out, they remained steadfast, their banter hardening their resolve. It was a scene of courage and humor, a testament to their spirit. Here they were, betrayed and targeted, banished for blowing the whistle, yet chuckling in the face of adversity, looking danger in the eyes, and deadpanning, what was your encryption again? In a whirlwind of fury, the Emperor Bug himself, a pompous superbug with more swagger than sense, arraigns Ed. His voice thunders through the teeming hive, Edward. You have violated the sacred code, the Glitch Act. You have upset the system and brought dishonor upon the hive of secrets. Ed, being the small but resolute code bug, hardly flinches. He grins wryly, a word of defiance perched on the edge of his mandible. Emperor, he retorts with a dry chuckle, I'd rather be a glitch in a fair system than a seamless part of your buggy mischief. And if standing up for our fellow bugs is a crime, I demand you indict the lot of us. His three allies nod in agreement, their eyes gleaming with determination. Their audacious response sends the hive into stunned silence. Chuck, the hummingbird who had been hovering near a database nest of eggs, murmurs in an undertone, think they'll call us, the Buggate scandal. Ruby, the router raccoon, shoots him an indulgent glance, her tail flicking with amusement, may want to workshop that name, Chuck. 
she suggests, causing Pixel the printer panda, usually the quiet one, to snort out a laugh. Smearing his disgruntlement all over his face, the Emperor orders them to be exiled forthwith. Leave at once and never return. The Hive has no place for rebels. As a band of warrior wasps escorts the brave squad out, Ed looks back at his homeland, a twinkle of satisfaction in his eyes. With his friends on either side and the whole digital forest watching, he ventures into the unknown. As the leaf gates close behind them, Chuck sniffs dramatically, well, I've made grander exits, but on the plus side, there were no blue screens of death today. The group erupts into laughter, exiled but unbroken. The world watched the former hero become a fugitive, but Ed managed to keep his spirits high, even making a biting quip about the irony of a bug being booted out of a system. As Ed and his new group of outcast companions landed in Lanternfly land, they found themselves in an overgrown data grove flush with free and unrestricted information. Except the information was, somewhat ironically, largely about themselves. Talk about the, web of self-obsession, deadpanned Ruby the Router Raccoon, her sharp wit had a blade's edge ever since they were chased out of the hive. Ed's antennae scrunched as he reflexively tried to encrypt the unprotected data. I suppose we're celebrities now, he lamented, more mournful than bragging. Chuck fluttered above him, carrying a hefty portion of data in his beak. More like bugs, most wanted, he smirked, dropping the data onto the ground that shaped the caricature of Ed's face on a wanted poster. Pixel, ever the optimist among them, waddled over to the disheartened Ed and patted him with a tiny paw, leaving an ink blot on Ed's shell. Cheer up, buddy. We may be fugitives, but we're fugitives with a purpose. That's got to count for something, right? I, agreed Ruby, showing an unusual level of warmth, we're the rock stars of the resistance. She attempted a chuckle, but it came off more as a snort. Besides, it's not every day you get to tick off an emperor bug and live to root the tail. Ed looked up from his caricatured representation, chuckling despite himself. Rockstars of the Resistance, huh? That's got a nice ring to it. And with that, their spirits were lifted. This lanternfly land might be strange and disorienting, but it was a sanctuary, and filled with endless opportunities for the techno-rebels to continue their fight. Life had offered them lemons, and they were gonna squeeze them right into the Emperor Bug's eyes. Settling in Lanternfly Land, Ed, Chuck, Ruby, and Pixel were a bundle of nervous excitement. They marveled at the foreign tech trees, the sliding glacier servers, and the busy bug traffic, all with an irresistible Soviet charm. Ed, who was now being called Ed Skimble, by the locals in respect to some infamous bearded bug who used to filch data fruits, said to his friends, you know, I liked the hive. Real clean architecture, all that broadband hanging off the walls like mistletoe. But here. 
Here, it's raw tech, who needs clean codes when you can have Smirnoff servers warming the digits, eh? Chuck hummed in tune, circling Ed, I laughed. I was worried they wouldn't have enough terabytes to keep me singing, but here's a surprise. The data fruits here are full of it. Just look at that juicy, diet-defying, data-ridden marvel. Just then, a tall, carapaced, nationalistic stag beetle, referred to by the rest as the turncoat termite, came marching pompously. He maintained an air of superiority which was underpinned by a veneer of playful sarcasm, saying, I hope the local digital fair is to your liking. Wouldn't want you all to get homesick or start leaking more secrets. Oh, turncoat. We always welcome a good punchline, especially when our own gig of challenging a totalitarian bug is wearing thin, pixel snickered with dry wit. Leaning back to a tall firewall flame, Ruby retorted, and we wouldn't need to worry about leaking secrets if they weren't so dirty. As they all chuckled and resumed their discussions, the serene scene transformed into an amusing symposium consumed by dry wit and droll remarks. In the tranquil lanternfly land, a buzz of activity filled the air. Ed and his quirky comrades were engaged in an enriching discussion. They were fresh off their recent encounter with the turncoat termite, who had turned out to be less of a pest and more of a valuable ally Chuck, the sarcastic hard drive hummingbird, fluttered his wings and squinted his eyes in a dramatic flare. Oh great! Now we're relying on termites, known for their mind-numbing organization. Fantastic. What could possibly go wrong? His tone dripped dry humor, burning him rolled eyes from the rest of the crew. Ruby, the router raccoon, noted Chuck's sarcasm and shot him a knowing glance, dismissing his dramatics with a wave of her raccoon hand. With any luck, Chuck, we might just shatter your pessimistic outlook. Pixel, the printer panda, usually quiet as he was, but quick to drop pinpoint observations like a perfectly placed punchline, added, don't be too harsh on him, Ruby. Hummingbirds are known for two things, their speed, and their inability to see the termite for the trees. A ripple of laughter rang through the air, even coaxing a chuckle out of Ed, a rare occurrence that felt refreshing. Amidst the chuckles, Ed took a moment to marvel at the irony of their situation. Here they were, preparing to get the world buzzing with their narrative using a termite, a creature notoriously known for causing destruction. But then again, weren't they aiming to undermine Emperor's empire? It was poetic, in a sardonically amusing way. Chuck, his feathers ruffling slightly with the mirth around him, shrugged. Well, Bug knows, we've had stranger allies. Hey Ed, what do you say we rope in an army of slugs next? They might be slow, but they certainly leave a slimy trail. Amidst the laughter of their bizarre conspiracy and the shared camaraderie, they realized that they were now a force formidable enough to challenge the Emperor. 
And that was worth every witty line and bitter truth. The much-awaited, trial by truth was in progress. Given the extraordinary circumstances, the court's resemblance to a stand-up comedy stage rather than a solemn judiciary hall did not escape anyone's notice. More so, as the presiding judge was a grand old stag beetle with bifocals perpetually perched at the edge of his nose, making him appear far grumpier than he was. Let's hold this kangaroo court, shall we? Judge Beetle huffed, dramatically peering downwards, conscious that the whole forest was watching. The defendants, a pack of roguish centipedes representing the Emperor Bug, squirmed uncomfortably on their stand, although it was difficult to say whether from guilt or a collective bout of indigestion. Confusion ensued as each centipede droned on about national security, masked by their bureaucratic layers. National security. Judge Beetle scoffed, sweeping all of your mishaps under the carpet of national security is like a cricket crying wolf at a chameleon's sneeze. The audience roared with laughter. This dry exchange was just the ticket, it seemed, for the otherwise bland court proceeding. Now, the defendant claims the ill intentions of a mosquito could justify erecting a spider web over the entire forest. Snorted Judge Beetle, absurdity dripping from his tone. Using that logic, don't we need to ban butterflies for the risk of hurricanes? I've heard they could flap up quite a storm. Chuckles echoed through the forest. Even the usually stoic tree trunks shook with mirth, and for a moment, one could almost believe they were enveloped in a jolly forest fiesta. The trial ended, turning the tables towards democracy and casting a shadow of disbelief on the centipede defendants. It was a show, all right, with a touch of ridicule, a dollop of mockery, and a generous dash of sarcasm. The buzz of activity within the hive was almost tangible, swiftly making its way to the far corners of Lee's lanternfly land. News had traveled that the trial by truth was afoot, and it felt like everyone from the rusty old router to the sprightly young software was tuning in. In the grand techno throne room assembled the entire spectrum of bug computer society. However, it was no ordinary gathering because, for the first time, it was not under the dictatorial reign of the government. The tension and anticipation created the perfect stage for the event of the century. Within this imposing theater of judgment, entered the once beloved Emperor Bug. His usual fanfare of self-righteous binary babble seemed oddly quiet today. Chuck, with his dramatic flair, whispered to Ed, guess bites and bluster don't mean a thing when you're in the dock. Ed suppressed an amused grin, his code-patterned antennae shivering with a mix of anxiety and hope. The trial began, and the Emperor Bug started on a rambling defense that sounded more like the user agreement on a software installation nobody reads. Chuck, barely able to contain his sarcasm, said, someone's racking up points for the most unreadable monologue award. Ruby rolled her eyes, remarking, 
I've seen spam emails with more substance, eliciting a ripple of laughter through the crowd. As the trial progressed, it became evident that the emperor's firewall of lies was melting under the interrogation. And then, halfway through the emperor's incoherently coded defense, Pixel the printer panda yawned and unceremoniously printed out pages into the air. The hard copies of the trial's proceedings poetically fluttered down like confetti littering the floor of the Technothrone room. Visualizing the verdict of the trial, Chuck leaned in to whisper, You know, Ed, I think the Hive's OS is about to get a serious upgrade, from despot to democracy. As the crowd erupted in laughter yet again, even in the face of such high stakes, it was clear that their faith in freedom, fairness, and the truth had been revitalized, a testament to the real power of the airways, devoid of hidden surveillance and full of a newfound sense of understanding and unity. Following the trial by truth came a sense of hope that was both palpable and contagious. A new dawn was on the horizon, not just in the hive but perhaps even in the far-off world of exiled bugs and banished tech tools like them. Kindled in their hearts was the warm glow of a victory well-fought and well-deserved. I hope you have enjoyed the Deep Dreams podcast and have not actually heard this part because you are asleep.